for you and we're just so grateful to call you our friends. who's glad to be at church today. Anybody glad to be in God's house today? Amen. Jesus is worthy of all the praise. He's up to something good at church. Amen, everybody. God's working through City Hope. You saw that, that video about Children's Cup, and I'm just so thankful to just that we get to be a part of what, what is going on there in Mexico. Part of every dollar you give is going to change lives like Annabelle's life. Come on, somebody. Isn't that incredible to see what God's doing just through your generosity? That you're helping make that happen through your giving, and so thank you for that. And, and of course, I'd like to look into the camera, welcome everybody who's online with us today, or, or maybe you're um, at our 430 service, and we want to take a moment to welcome you and say you're in the right place. Thank you for attending that service because you're making room in our morning services, and we're grateful for that. So come on, church. Let's welcome everybody on the other side of the, the, the cameras today. Glad that you're with us. Glad you're part of our church family. And Men's night, come on, men's night, what a night, guys, woo, 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 it was, it was powerful, man, I didn't know what to expect, I, you know, I, I thought, I don't, you don't know how many guys are going to show up, you know, and there were uh, nearly 300 men in the room, we had 900 street tacos, y'all ate 900 street tacos, <laughs> and then in addition, we had a nacho bar where y'all, y'all, y'all went through 38 pounds of ground taco meat, come on, man, y'all, we some eating guys up in, uh, yeah, so, Powerful night. That was, that was great. All of the activities were fun. But let me tell you, the presence of God was in the room on Friday night with all the men. It was powerful, and God's up to something. And there's one thing. If you heard anything at that men's night, what you heard was get in a group. Don't do life alone. Find a small group. Don't try to do it on your own. Life change happens in circles, not rows. And so I want to tell you, we're two weeks away from launching small groups. And small groups is where... The rubber meets the road. It's where we begin to grow in our faith and develop as, as men of God and women of God. So let's do that. Let's get serious about it. Mark the calendar. Two weeks from today, we launch those small groups. And of course, you heard Growth Track Steps 2 is today as well, covering spiritual gifts and all the things that, that God has put inside of us. And so we're in week two of a series we're calling Closer. And the idea of this series is really uh, this one thing. We want to get as close to God as possible. Amen, everybody? That's all we want to do. We just want to get as close to God as we can. And, 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 and it's not just a series. It's not just try to get close to God over these next two weeks. It's let's get as close to God as we can every day. It's got to become a lifelong pursuit we never really arrive in our pursuit of God. Amen, everybody? Like, it's a pursuit that has to happen over and over again. And that's why we do a series like this every August, is we're just trying to get us back into the, into it, to slow down, to refocus, and to get us to a place where get, we're getting closer to God. And, and so um, uh, we, we do a series like this in, this in this season because we came out of summer, right? Summer, we get busy. 
Summer, we've got vacations. We're traveling. How about the summer slump, everybody? You ever heard of the summer slump where you kind of get out of routines? And, and maybe in the summer slump, you, you're not as close to God as you want to be. Anybody ever been like that before? I know I, I, know I go through that where, where my travel schedule just kind of gets me out of, out of kilter. And so, but we also do this series, and we do 21 days of prayer because we want to get ready for the growth season. Like God's, God brings people. There's something about it. In the same way that there is a harvest in the natural, I believe that there's a harvest in the supernatural every fall. And, and to, to show it to you, two weeks ago, all right, the last two weeks, this blows my mind. This blows my mind. Two weeks ago to last week, there were 400 more people in church last week than there were two weeks ago. And come on, like God's, God's working, God's moving, God's pouring out his spirit and so we just got to be ready. We got to be prayed up. And in fact, even in this service, this service keeps growing and growing. And, and there were people who, who moved out of the 10 o'clock. They went to the, the, to the 8.15 this morning. Like, hey, we, we took you up on that challenge, Pastor Ben. And I want to I thank you for that. I would love for you to consider making room in this service for people who aren't here yet. Because, hey, everybody, they coming. And if we have to, we will put chairs along the back walls. We will put them in the lobbies. We will put them in classrooms. We'll, we'll do whatever we got to do to fit people in the room to make room for God's people. Amen? So it's a great time to bring your friends, a great time to feel, to, to, to just have someone maybe who's far from God or doesn't, maybe, maybe doesn't go to church, have them sitting next to you this fall, all right? So uh, we're in that, that season of 21 days of prayer, and it goes from August 6th to 26th. So the, today's day eight of 21 days. Tomorrow is day nine. And I always like to say the only thing as good as 21 days of prayer is 14 days of prayer. Come on, somebody. So if like you've missed the first seven days, then start tomorrow. Let's, let's get in it tomorrow, 6 a.m. And I'm telling you, it'll change your life. I've heard from so many people this week who said, man, I didn't know what to expect. I thought it was, I didn't, I didn't know what, what was going to happen, but I'm there every single morning, and, and I know that's the testimony of so many of you. So let's, let's go all in. Let's keep getting close to God over these next 14 days, all right? All right? Y'all with me? Say, I'm with you. Amen. All right, all right, all right. So uh, um, let's, let's get into the message today. My goal for this series of Closer, we're talking about worship, but my goal for this series really is to help us understand what worship is and how to do it God's way. All right, so what, it, what is worship and how do I do it God's way? Because we all worship something. We're worshiping, something's getting our time, something's getting our attention, something is getting our, our, our focus, our love. And God doesn't mind you having those things. God, God actually, he doesn't mind you having those things. He just doesn't want those things to have you. He doesn't want those things to have, to have you and me. And so uh, it's such a big deal to God that he made the first of the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not have any other gods before me. God says, I'm okay with you having fun. I'm okay with you having those things. I just don't want them to come before me. And so, so today we, we need to remember, this is kind of the theme for this series, that worship is a response to what we value most. So we can tell what you value if we looked at your checkbook, if we looked at your calendar, if we looked at your, your social media feed. Come on, somebody. Right? We, we could tell. We could tell what you value just by looking at some things. And so today what we're going to do is we're going to kind of dig a little bit deep in the message, and it's going to be pretty theological. 
Next week, we're going to get practical. All right, so I want you to come back next week because it's kind of part two to this week. This week's theological. I'm gonna, I don't want to confuse you. I'm going to try my best to help you clarify and understand what I'm saying. But next week is how do you do what I teach today, all right? So um, I want to start with this question. Who was the first worshiper? Who was the first worshiper? And the reason that matters is, is because when you study the Bible, you always want to study uh, the first time anything appears in the Bible. So if we're studying who was the first worshiper, we need to go back to the very first time that's mentioned in Scripture, and we need to study that. It's called the law of first mention. Okay, so that's what we're going to do today, is we're going to study the first time that we see this worshiper in Scripture. And I'm actually going to teach you uh, a lot of this message is inspired by Pastor Robert Morris of Gateway Church. I heard a message from him 15 years ago on this subject, and I was a worship pastor at the time, and it shaped a lot of what I become to believe in what I taught our worship ministry in our church back in Alabama, and so I'm going to teach it to you today if that's okay. And so he teaches that the first worshiper was a guy named Lucifer. One of the service, the guy goes, what? Really loud like that. What? Lucifer was the first worshiper. And some people believe that he was one of three archangels. Okay? It's, there, there, there's some things that, that we have flexibility with. When we just don't, aren't, we don't know for sure. We look at the Bible and we kind of piece things together. But a lot of people believe that he was one of three named angels in the Bible. He is one of, one three, named, one of three named angels, but many believe he was an archangel. And let me, let me tell you who these archangels are. The first one's Michael. You see Michael in the Bible, and he's over warfare in the Bible. He, he, is, he shows up in Daniel when Daniel is praying to God, and, and the answer's not coming, and it takes 21 days. Michael shows up, and he says, hey, man, I've been trying to get to you. But there's this war going on in the heavenlies. And so Michael is the angel over warfare, we believe. All right. Then you have Gabriel, who is the angel over the word. Angel over the word. Now, uh, he shows up to Mary, the mother of Jesus, and he says, hey, you're going to conceive, you're going to have a child. And she goes, what? <laughs> he brought the word to her. He's over the word. Well, then the third named angel that we know of was Lucifer, and he was over worship. He was over worship in heaven. As far as we understand it, he was the worship leader of heaven. And we're going to talk through this today and study a little bit about him. And I want to look at it from two places in the Old Testament. We're going to look in Isaiah and in Ezekiel. And the first passage we look at is Isaiah. And if you go read it and study it, it will say, if, if you're reading the story, it will say, it's written to the king of Babylon. Now, the reason I'm telling you that is because it can be confusing to you if you don't understand this one principle, that God would often speak to people, but he was really addressing a spirit behind the person. Okay? So he would speak to a king, but he's really addressing a spirit or a principality that is influencing that king. Are you with me? So if you fast forward to the New Testament, Jesus tells Peter, he says, get behind me, Satan. Well, hold on. Is he talking to Peter or Satan? He's talking to Peter, but he's addressing the influence of Satan in Peter's life. You'll see it in this scripture today. Is this making sense to you? 
All right, so here we go. We're going to study the first worshiper, oh, Lucy, okay? Some, the old timers, some of the old timers, they called him the old slewfoot, all right? That old slewfoot. And, and this is it in Isaiah chapter 14. It says, how you have fallen from heaven. So if he's fallen from heaven, that means he used to be in heaven. Okay, you've fallen from heaven, morning star. That's another name for, for Lucifer here. It's referring to him, son of the dawn. You have been cast down. So you were in heaven. You were, in, you, you, you were there with God and the angels, and, and you were cast down. So the question then is, why was he cast down? Why was he expelled? Why was he kicked out of heaven? And I'm going to show it to you, the very next line, and it's, it's what we call the five I wills. And you're going to see so much pride and arrogance and so much in Satan and Lucifer where he wanted to be as high as God. He wanted, he wanted what God had. Watch this. You said it in your heart. So he didn't even say it out loud. He just said it in his heart. And that's how pride operates. You know that? You don't even have to say it. You just think it. You just feel it, right? He's, you said in your heart, I will, as I will ascend. I'm going to ascend. I'll go to the heavens. I will raise my throne. Notice that. I'm not going to exalt God's throne anymore. I'm tired of exalting God. I'm tired of lifting him up. I'm going to exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the mount. Notice how everything is above. Everything is higher. I, I, I want to be the best. I want to be, I, I be on the utmost heights of Mount Zephon. I, I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I don't want to just be with the clouds. I'm going to be on the clouds. I'm going above. And I will make myself. I'm going to make myself. I'm tired of making God look good. I'm going to make myself like the most high. So here's, here's something that's key. He can't be, he can't be God, so he's going to be like God. He can't be God. He just wants to pretend to be like God. And this is so important that we see this today. And of all the names that he mentions of God, he doesn't say, I will be like the Prince of Peace. I will be like the Lily of the Valley. I will be like the Rose of Sharon. I will be like the Wonderful Counselor. No, I'm going to be the Mighty God. That's what I want to be. I want to be like the Mighty God. And he decides. So what happens here? Lucifer decides, I'm tired of God getting all the glory. I'm over here working my butt off, giving him all the glory, and I ain't getting nothing. You know, I, he's getting all the attention. I'm, I'm doing all the work. He's getting all the glory and all the attention. It's time for me to get some recognition around here. And by the way, that's still his goal today. His goal is still to get the attention off of God. His goal is still to get you to, you to focus on something other than God, and so and the New King James Version says it this way, that your pomp is brought down to Sheol and the sound of your stringed instruments is, is brought down. So I, I want you to get this. The sound of your stringed instruments. Theologians believe that Lucifer was created with music built into his body so, or in his being. So right, he didn't just play the stringed instruments, he was the stringed instruments.